What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of the show. My guest today was a member of one of the most famous groups of all time, not only just here in the United States, but worldwide. You might know some of the hits such as I Want You Back, Tearing Up My Heart, It's Gonna Be Me, and of course, Bye Bye Bye. Today I have Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC joining the show. We run through every NSYNC album, he gives us his personal favorite song from each record, he talks about performing on stage with Ariana Grande at Coachella, NSYNC receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, he shows a ton of Pittsburgh love, of course, being a Clarion native, and I ask him about what led up to him being personally called out in one of Eminem's biggest songs of all time. Enjoy, guys. Nope. Mr. Pop. Right, guys today i have chris kirkpatrick from nsync how you doing man thanks for joining the show good man no problem thanks for having me like the Steeler hat there that's awesome <laughs> that's right had to represent <laughs> yeah um so where we just start these usually i was getting into some maybe some earlier musical influences when you decided you wanted to play music for a living or when you knew that that was an actual possibility yeah um i guess uh i guess early influences were like um you know i was always a big like boys to men fan i mean growing up it was the beatles and and that type of thing, not knowing I would ever be in like a boy band type scenario. But, yeah. you know, I was I was kind of a singer songwriter in the early 90s. I played with a buddy, Steve Burry, of my, uh, buddy Steve Burry. And uh, we used to just play coffee shops and, you know, all sorts of just wrote music that way. But but I always liked harmonies and, and you know, bands like uh, the Indigo Girls and, and bands that had these really cool harmonies, Beach Boys, uh, were big inspirations. And I loved like you know, rearranging them and, and dissecting the music, so to speak. And, and, you know, that's kind of what got, what, how this all fell into my lap. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a story that you, I guess, were one of the uh, final people that like missed the cut with the Backstreet Boys. Is that, is that right? And then you ended up being like the founding member of NSYNC. Do you want to get into yeah, that? that a little that's, bit? that's a, that's a fake story. Oh, is it really? <laughs> that's a fake story. I mean, the only thing that's, that's close to even that was I went to school with uh, one of the Backstreet Boys and um, when he was looking for guys in the Backstreet Boys, he came in and was like asking everybody or asking, um, he asked a buddy of mine, Charlie, to be in this uh, Backstreet Boys band. He never talked to me because I was kind of loud and obnoxious. And, you know, he wanted like clean cut, good looking, blonde haired. He kept saying blonde haired and my buddy Charlie <laughs> had blonde hair. So at least that's what he tells me now. But uh, yeah, he never, he never talked to me about it. In fact, this guy, Charlie, left my band to go be in this band. And, uh, you know, I saw them and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, this isn't cool. Like we're doing acapella stuff. Cause I had a quartet mm -hmm. and I'm like, you guys are doing like, you know, singing to a track. And then of course, here I am years later singing <laughs> to a track. Um, something I do with, with a lot of the guys on the show, we just do like a little album run through, um, just a little story about each, each, uh, each record, maybe just something about the recording process, what was going on. And then just your personal favorite song off each record. Is that cool? Yeah. Awesome. Start here with the uh, 1997 certified diamond self-titled. The self-titled record, we uh, it was awesome because it was it was my first experience really in us in the studio. You know, I mean, we we'd done we'd cut some tracks before, but this was the first time that we had a, a 
a label behind us and you know you're in a real stu studio working with real producers and not to say the guys i worked with before weren't real producers but you know those were like i think um i think the best song or best story from that one is like i'd have to go with i want you back and tearing up my heart because those two were like um they were a lot of fun and, and we got to go to Sweden to do them wow. and meet uh, Max Martin and Dennis Pop. And I think the whole European experience and, and working with two guys that are legends in the field are, you know, was unbelievable. Plus uh, Justin and I brought our uh, rollerblades out there and skated around a lot, which was uh, a lot of fun in, in Sweden. Nice. I, I'll, I'll skip the uh, holiday ones. Here. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but the next one here, no strings attached uh no strings attached that would have been uh definitely bye 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 mm -hmm. i mean that was the one that you know as soon as we cut it you know i was like this is this is a smash like i love this song it, it was weird recording a song that i actually wanted to listen to a bunch of times because normally by by the time you get to the recording process you're so over the song or you've written it and, and done so much in your head that you know, you don't want to hear the song anymore, but that song, I just wanted to hear it over and over and over. And, you know, it's, it's the one that still sticks around to this day. Yep. Last one here, Celebrity? Uh, celebrity, I think, um, Gone. Gone was my favorite on that. Uh, Justin wrote that song and, you know, we, we went in and record that and it was just like um, the, the bridge on that. When, when he first played it for me, I was like, man, this song is like, it's a smash. And, and you know, getting to do vocals like that on a record was awesome. Awesome. So back then, I would assume you had you guys would have had to deal with a lot of like uh, tracks or, or even albums being leaked and, and stuff like that. How, how would you guys do, deal with stuff like that? Or, or what was it like? Because now it just you, everyone just goes right to streaming. You know? But yeah, uh, it wasn't. I mean, you know, they didn't have the, the technology, obviously, that they do today to, you know, to leak stuff. There wasn't really, you know, that much leak problem, you know, we, that's, I think that's why the second record sold as many as it did because you had to go to the store and, and purchase the CD. I mean, there was, was downloadable content, you know, but you know, the kids that were on the internet, even then it was, we had a, I, I joke now with all these, um, you know, Twitch and Twitter and Instagram and everything, you know, we had a, we had a, a website mm -hmm. and that was big for us. Like, we're like, Oh, we're on the internet. We have a website. <laughs> You know, whereas most people are like, uh, now it's like you, you've got a, you've got so many opportunities to have yourself out there. But we just had this website where they could go see limited content, even though we knew, you know, on the website we wanted to put as much content because we knew that was going to be the future, anyways. But it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a weird time. Yeah. Um, so since the, uh, the, the breakup or hiatus, whatever you, you guys have reunited a number of times, um, for some special appearances, stuff like that. Most recently with, uh, Ariana Grande for her performance yeah. at uh, Coachella. What, what was it like working with her? And well, that, that, that wasn't really a reuniting. That was, that was four of us, you know, Justin yeah, yeah. was, was slated to do, um, that show and then couldn't do it. So then he couldn't go back and say, Oh, but I'm going to come out with Ariana or Ariana. And, um, I mean, it was awesome. She's amazing. She, uh, you know, beautiful. Like she's, she really, you know, I tell people, she's like this little porcelain doll. She's just, mm -hmm. you know, so talented, so, you know, fun and, and fun to be around. And it was, it was a lot of fun to be up on stage with her and, and even to be up on stage with the, with the other three guys. Yeah. Also recently you guys received a, uh, a star on the Hollywood walk of fame. Uh, that's, yep. I think that's pretty crazy. How, how do you, how does one go about receiving that? So who, who reaches out to you? How, how does that all go down? 
Um, I don't know how it exactly goes down. I've heard a lot of different things. Like I've heard that, um, I don't know if it was somebody in our camp that goes and gets it or if, if there's a fan, you know, type uh, thing that happens. But uh, I know it was it was surreal, you know, and it's it's so weird to go see the name in permanent, you know, concrete, like sitting there like, wow, that's that was the band, you know, it's it was uh i used to go you know walk the walk of fame all the time and there were certain stars that i wanted to go see and now you know we've got our own which is amazing yeah that's awesome uh so the show is called for the berg obviously based out of pittsburgh pennsylvania here uh do you have any favorite venues or cool show memories from pittsburgh specifically places you guys would like to go out while on tour anything like that i know you're um, a clarion native so you're you're pretty close yeah, I'm a Clarion guy and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So growing up, you know, I stuck around Clarion. Pittsburgh was the the huge metropolis of a city that, you know, we didn't get, get to go down to. But, you know, I, I do remember growing up and watching, you know, Bucks games and, and Steelers games and Penguins games. And, you know, it was always, there's always a really cool, there's a cool sense of belonging when you're from Western Pennsylvania and, you know, even though we were up in the, in the hills up in uh, Clarion, you know, you really felt like a part of something really great. And, and Pittsburgh sports have always been, you know, dire to me. And, and they've, they've, they've been something that I'll be watching some random, you know, I don't know, cornhole or whatever. And the guys are from Pittsburgh. So I feel like oh, those are my guys. Like right. those are the guys that I root for. So even when I'm know, watching like family feud and families from Pittsburgh, I'm like, Oh yeah, yep. that's what yeah, I want exactly. to win now. You, all, you always have to root for, you have to root for your hometown. And yep. you know, it was funny cause I live in Nashville now and the year we moved here was the Stanley cup finals when it was Nashville Against versus Nashville. Pittsburgh. And I was all Nashville. Like I was like, I love the, I love the Preds. This is so much fun you know, going to games and everything like that. And then, you know, meeting the Penguins in the finals, I was like, okay, guys, that was a fun, that was a fun run we had, but yeah. you know, and I told people, it's like, I got to go with my heart over my home. And, uh, but yeah, I, I lost a few friends and now they're kind of coming back around, but <laughs> you, uh, you sang the national anthem at a Steelers game, right? Yeah, I've done a few. I've done, oh, nice. I've probably done maybe five. That's awesome. Five games or so. I got to do the towel twirl a couple times. And, you know, especially uh, the, the best was the playoff game. I did the playoff game. I think it was against the Jets where uh, Jerome threw the pass into the end zone. I don't know if yep. you remember that game. Yep. That's and I awesome. uh, uh, brought my grandma and, and it was just like, you know, that experience nothing beats like winter football in an open stadium and, and freezing your butt off. I mean, you know, we went to the Ravens game where we were down at the half. It was a playoff game and it looked like it was, it was over. And I was sitting there with a giant beer, just shaking. It was so <laughs> cold. And by the end of it, I think I had my coat off cause they came back and won. And, you know, it changes the whole mood when, oh, when yeah. the Steelers are doing good. That's awesome, though. So obviously, you know what the term "jagoff" means, right? Of course. Of course. Of course. I, I ask every guy on the show. It's totally up to you how you want to answer. But I ask every guy. I'm kind of batting about 500. Just just being in this one of the most famous bands in the world. I'm sure you've met a lot of a lot of famous people. Uh, mm -hmm. Anybody you were excited to meet, anything like that, that just turned out to be a jagoff? Um, that turned out to be a jagoff? Not really. No. I mean, there's you know, it's it's kind of weird when when you're in the band and you know, they kind of treat you a little different. So they could be a jag off, but you wouldn't know because they're like, yeah, but you know, I know him and I know people that have, 
treated people like crappy and then come over to me and been like, Hey, right. good to yeah. see you. You know? So it's like, well, he's a jag off, but <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know it cause he was nice to me. I thought for sure. I really wanted you to say Eminem for some reason. I don't know. Oh, Eminem? No. What, <laughs> so no. what, what was that all about? Did you guys actually have beef with, uh, beef with Eminem or was that just all like a publicity thing on his part? I know he, uh, used, your, he used your name specifically in a song. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the only thing I can think of is, you know, cause I'm a huge Eminem fan. Yeah. But uh, I think we were on TRL or something. And I remember, I thought I called him the crocodile hunter or something like that. <laughs> like I was like, he likes to, you know, and, and, and I don't think he took too kindly to that and, and put me out on it, but it was, it was funny because we were coming back from a show when that song first dropped and I was getting all these text messages and they're like, man, he mentions you in a song. And I'm like, yeah, and sync rhymes with a ton of stuff. And he's like, no, no you, you. I'm like, what do you mean me? And then I hear Chris Kirkpatrick, you could get your ass kicked. And I was like, First, I was a little freaked out. Like, do I have beef? Right. <laughs> and I didn't even realize I had beef. I'm like, do I have beef now? But then after that, I was like, freaking, I'm immortal now. And, and you know, an, an amazing Eminem song. It's not like it was just one of his songs on a record somewhere. Nope. It was one of his really good songs. So I love I it, was, it. I think it was Without Me, right? Is it that one? Yeah, Without Me. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, a couple of fan questions here. I'm not going to take up too much of your time, but... um. How often do you actually keep up with uh, some of the NSYNC guys? You're good friends with uh, Joey Fatone? Uh, all the time. We're yeah. all, you know, oh. we're all really close. Uh, it's funny that, you know, that we don't do it. I mean, we, we hang out. We'll, we'll, I will see each other, you know, individually or whatever. But, you know, those big things are the times. There's a lot of birthdays. We all get together and kind of under the radar, just try to hang out. So we don't get the, hey, so you guys are coming back out on tour yeah. questions. But, uh, you know, individually, I see them all the time. We have group texts. We talk all the time. Um, I have individual texts with each one of the guys that, you know, different things will come up. And I think uh, Joey and I probably hang out the most. Um, Justin and I hang out a lot. And then Lance and JC and I hang out, you know, a bit. So it's like, you know, we find time for each other. And um, JC was just in town not too long ago. Uh, visiting and you know it was just it's just always great to catch up and you know you're talking to four other guys that are the only guys on the planet that know what you've been through and know the experience yeah that, that's cool uh next fan question here do you or anybody else in the band have any weird superstitious like pre-show um rituals or anything like that before you guys would hit the stage oh yeah we had a huge ritual it was a we'd, we'd always do a prayer but we do a then we do a hacky sack Nice. And basically we'd get out a hacky sack and we'd all kick it until, you know, you kick it up in the air and everybody had to kick it before it hit the ground. And it was just some stupid thing we started <laughs> and it just became ritual. And, and like, even to this day, we did the show with we, uh, a few years ago, we did the MTV show when Justin got um, inducted and we had to do a hacky, you know, it was just like <laughs> a thing we do. That's awesome. Uh, next one. Um, what band have you seen or, or band or artist have you seen the most live as a fan, not, not being on tour with, but. Ooh, the most. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't, I can't think of any one band I've seen the most. I mean, I've seen Jimmy Buffett a bunch of times. Cause that's a show that like, uh, I've seen Jimmy world a bunch of times. I've seen uh, the Indigo girls a bunch of times. I've seen Def Leppard a bunch of times it's all over the board man it's like you know there's it, i usually just wait and and especially being well now with everything that's going on it's, yeah. it's been a lot tougher but living in nashville 
you know, it's, it's been amazing because I get to go, you know, see bands all the time. Like any band comes through Nashville and I always look for the place. And sometimes I'll see a band that I love in a small venue. And sometimes I see a band that I love in a huge venue. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's real, man, that, that's really a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who would be the most or who I've seen the most times. I mean, it'd probably be weird. Like something like, you know, like O-Town or 98 Degrees where right. I know the guys and I've done <laughs> yeah. the shows with them, so. Awesome. Um, next one, if your band could tour with just one other band for the rest of your career back in the NSYNC days, who would that band be and why? Um, you mean back then? Yeah. Touring was... I mean, it could be now too. If you were now, like a... There's, a, there's a lot of bands I love. There's a lot of music. And, and the thing about, you know, with touring, you want, you tour with somebody that, you know, has like-minded fans. So you, you know, you kind of draw and it doesn't, it makes sense. Uh, one band we toured with that we always had a blast with was Smash Mouth. Nice. And Smash Mouth guys, was actually my first concert ever. That's funny. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick funny story about them. We, uh, when they came on tour with us, um, I'd, knew, I'd known Walking on the Sun and All Star had just come out. And I was like, this is a smash. Like this band's going to blow up. I was like, we need to bring them. And we were doing the stadium tour at the time. So we need to bring them out. So after they came out on tour with us, the first night after the show, we get back on our bus and it was me, Justin and JC on one bus and Joey and Lance on the other bus. And we had a keg of beer on our bus, on each one of our buses from them. And we thought, man, what a cool gesture. But us being the pranksters that we are, we're like, they got us. You know, we, we looked at it not as a gift, but as like kind of a prank type thing. So we, we started this prank war with them. <laughs> and we had the most amazing, amazing time with them where we would, you know, every show we do or every venue we'd play, we'd try to prank them somehow. And one of the best ones we did was we had a high school band come in and wait for uh, uh, Smash Mouth to get there. And they stood around as soon as they got off the bus, they started playing all star <laughs> and followed them around the entire afternoon playing all star. So the band got to see, you know, got to go to their sound check and hang out with smash mouth. And we got to prank smash mouth with the marching band. That's pretty awesome. Uh, last fan question here. What's your, what's your weirdest fan story that you can think of? Um, there's, there's a bunch of those. A lot of those, uh, I was just talking about this the other day. A lot of those were in Europe. You know, those were because they were real passionate in Europe. And I mean, and this was pre, you know, 9-11 and when, you know, airports would let whatever. But there used to be like kids would all ride the conveyor, the luggage racks through <laughs> and to get into the plane. Or some of them were just to check your main luggage and they'd be on those, you know, riding through and just, you know, the insanity where they'd leap out of bushes or hide in your hotel room type stuff, which was you know, to this day, I still go, if, if my wife and I go somewhere and I'm staying at a hotel, I go right to the bathroom and check the shower curtain to make sure nobody's hiding in the bathroom because I have like that weird twitch yeah. about it. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so that's all I have, man. Is there anything you want to plug or say or anything before we get off? No, that's it, man. Thanks for awesome. having me. You know, it's cool. You're from the Berg and, and uh, I miss home. I miss, uh, we, I love to go to at least, I, I try to get to one Steelers game a year. And, you know, the, the Bucks. I mean, I keep calling it a new stadium, but PNC's been Whoa, there for, yeah. Jesus, 20 years now, right? Yeah. It's Since be like, 2001, I think. Yeah, it's got to be like almost 20 years. 
Who, op- did... who opened PNC Park? Was it you guys that opened PNC Park? No, we opened Heinz Field. Heinz Field. Okay. We, yeah, that's we awesome. opened Heinz Field. And there was actually, we actually closed Three Rivers too, which was awesome. So, yeah. God, that'll date us. <laughs> uh, you know, it, there was a story in the post that said, um, Pittsburgh says bye 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 to Three Rivers Stadium, which, you know, to me, grow, you know, growing up, it's like, you know, Lynn Swan was probably could have run I would I'd still vote for him for president you know he's probably one of my my favorite football player of all time but all those you know those old Steelers and I'm old so it's like you know I remember the late 70s the 80s when you know the the 80s when the Steelers run that struggle bus of you know who's gonna be who but you know living in Nashville now it's been awesome because uh you know, I may, I meet any ex dealers or, you know, I've got some friends, you know, on the bus, there's certain guys that I, I've known, but uh, Neil O'Donnell lives here in Nashville and he's a buddy of mine now and I get to nice. see him and, you know, there's all these guys that like, I'm like, man, you don't understand, you know, it's like, it's like a fan coming up to me or a kid or that's now an adult going, man, you don't understand your music. I'm like, yeah, trust me. I do. When I see, <laughs> you know, my old Steelers guys or even, you know, um, I was friends with a Roberto Clemente Jr., you know, talking about his dad or, or getting to meet Mario and Sid and all these guys. It's just like, you know, it's, it's a whole nother level of fandom comes in. I mean, it's anytime I meet another Steelers fan, even like a celebrity, you're like, oh, uh, Brett Michaels. Yeah. We did a show with Brett Michaels and that's all. I was like, Brett, we're Steelers fans. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about this year? You know, Ben's coming back. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's just awesome to really, you know, talk shop and talk you know, Pittsburgh sports, because it's such a great uh, sports town. And, you know, the there there's nowhere else on the planet like it. I mean, you know, here in Nashville, we've got a walk bridge that goes from Broadway over to the, the stadium, which is fun on Sunday mornings, people get up, go downtown drinking and walk over to the games. And I'm like, man, but but yens don't know about Pittsburgh. Like that's, that's where it's at. Like this, especially in the cold weather when you're all bundled up watching, walking across the Liberty bridge or, you know, whatever it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I have to go home at least once a year. So. Yeah, for sure. So what, what, what would your prediction be for this year with Ben coming back? Well, let's see if we have a year, first of all. Well, yeah. Uh, with, with Ben coming back, I mean, last year, if you look at it, you know, and no disrespect to yeah, 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 but still Rudolph and the duck collar or whatever, uh, but yeah. <laughs> you know, we we were still in the hunt. We yeah, were eight, eight with a practice team. squad quarterback. I mean, we were beating team. Yeah, pr- exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, we would have and call it like again, it is. That's what it was. I mean, eight again, eight nothing against squad. those guys, right? But, but still, we had a decent quarterback. You know, yeah. somebody that could have just. I mean, you know, Rudolph would drop back, and I'm just like holding my eyes, like just. Throw don't the ball or don't. They didn't throw let him. Up. They didn't let him cut loose, though. I, I feel like I don't yeah. know. But I don't. I don't even put that all on him. And then, like we said, uh, Duck. I mean, he. It's not his fault. He's a practice squad guy. He shouldn't even yeah. be there. But I mean, yeah, exactly. he was, which he is great. But onto the right. field. You know, but our defense. I mean, picking oh, up Fitzpatrick was. You know, I I didn't even care about the draft this year. I was like, no. we got a number one. one that is out. our number one pick right there. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's that's the years best. In the, league at the, time. the best thing. I mean, you know, watching him play and, and seeing that defense come back around. Because, you know, um, as Steelers fans, we got spoiled. We got oh, spoiled yeah. being like the defense always won our games. But then suddenly we get Ben and we start this amazing offense, which, you know, with that great defense won us – two Super Bowls and took us to another one. And, you know, we're watching that going offense, offense, offense. 
And then suddenly our defense started to fall off a little bit. Just the secondary, up- pretty much. I don't know how yeah for so long it was just so bad like but bringing minka in i mean that's huge yep. right there they were they were uh i've got a bunch of buddies of mine i do a lot up in baltimore and trust me that's always a fist fight when i go oh, yeah. there. <laughs> i go at the shows like i do these shows up there and at the shows i'm always yelling like go Steelers, and they're booing <laughs> me and like you know give me the f-bomb whatever but i was they, we always had a joke with each other it's like they're like, listen, why don't you guys draft us a receiver and we'll draft you a defensive back? Yeah, I, mean, you know, I was like, sounds good. Perfect. Sounds like plan. That's what we need. But it's always great to see these guys like Juju. Juju reminds me so much of like Heinz Ward and his spirit and his like, you know, he's who else do you want to watch but Juju? I mean, he had a ho-hum year last year, yeah. but we didn't have a quarterback. Right. But, and, and plus it was his first year being the guy, the guy, yeah. you know, and, and watching him and, and hearing him, like, you know, you watch his antics off the field and you're like, he, everybody on the planet wants to hang out with you. Do you follow Mark Madden at all? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, he, you, you all, you know who Mark Madden is, right? Yeah. 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 He hates Juju. I don't He all, really? he get, yeah. He hates Juju. He, he hates James Connor. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, I mean, he, he, he'll call it like it is and just be like, look, they fumbled another game away. And I mean, that is true, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if, if you go, if you look at a guy that fumbled, you know, a game, one game away or something like that, how many games did he also put us in? Right, how many yeah. times, you know, I mean, one of my best calls on the planet was I was watching, uh, uh, I want to it might have been the Lions or the Colts. I'm not sure who it was. And we were backed up to our own, like, two-yard line. I was standing around with my father-in-law, who also played. It was the Colts. The that was on my birthday. It might have been okay. the Lions, though. It was always one or the other. It was on my birthday, yeah. October 29th. Yeah. Is what, I know what you're talking about. Yep, the, and, and they're, they're, they're lining up. Like, they kicked it down. And I looked at them and I said, oh, this is easy. I'm like, starting at the two, we love to start off the two. Ben's going to drop back, hit Juju for a 98-yard touchdown. And he did. <laughs> my my father-in-law's going, shut up, whatever. And it happened, and we're both, like, freaking out. And he's like – he calls me Captain K. He's like, Captain K, you need to come over more often. We need to bet on this stuff. How did you know? I'm like, I know my team, man. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't want to take up any more of your time. No worries. Again, sorry about being late, brother. Oh, that you're, was you're like, fine, man. <laughs> I feel bad. You're good. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Take care, man. Nope. Mr. Pop.